you consider yourself normal, then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals Show. The Weird Mountain Gals. Devices that is a happy ring, and I have to hit it mm-hmm. fast because I can't stand it. It just grates. It's just like nee, 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 too nee. happy. Oh, it's just too cheerful, huh? It is. Who wants to hear that crap in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> well, girl, how are you? Okay, so far I've survived the holidays. I know oh, they're not over, but you know, I know. But whew, what what an exciting adventure! We've all had, no matter where we are, I think. Yeah. You know, I feel I bad. I feel bad for those people up in Buffalo. Holy moly. That's awful. Yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 <laughs> 2022 is ending in, in a, just such a dramatic way, it feels like, you know? Well, I think 2022 started pretty dramatically. And I can't mm-hmm. be specific about that because. It's just a feeling that I have mm-hmm. that, yeah, that this year came in with a bang and it's going out with a bang. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, more. that's just the way the world is right now. It's with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I'm okay with seeing, saying goodbye to 2022. <laughs> I think an awful lot of people are. Mm-hmm. And I, as I recall, an awful lot of us were glad to see the back of 2021. In 2020, 2019, mm-hmm. 2018. Yeah, yeah. okay. Point made. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm really glad that. about is that our weather is starting to clear up just a little bit. Me too. Me mm-hmm. too. It's uh, it is plum balmy warm today in the 40s. Is it in the still in the 40s? Yeah. It feels warmer than that to me, but of course it's. It's because it's been so daggone cold. Well, and girl, we were up in the high country. And I'm telling you what, that was cold. You get a lot of wind? Yes. Mm. I didn't leave the house. (laughs) Were you going stir crazy? No. No? You were just glad to be in the warm place. I was glad to be in a warm place. I had on big old sweater and a scarf around my neck little hat and yeah i was staying warm <laughs> as much as i could we'd sit around uh watch tv because you know the young ones have all the channels mm-hmm. and we'd be watching something and i just they, they have big old quilts on the back of the couch i just pull when i'm down put it over my lap and pull it up over my shoulders and <laughs> yeah it was good <clears throat> we had a good time did you have a good good holiday i did i did and i'm still in the middle of it because not everybody was there during the the Christmas Day and all of that. So they're uh-huh. coming in this weekend. 
we're gonna nice. do it again. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I will. You know, Wednesday is, and y'all, we're recording this on Wednesday. Wednesday's grocery store day, so I went in the grocery store this morning and was like, well, I guess it's time to get some collards. And I thought, I've got some collards in the freezer. Maybe I, and I thought, no, it won't be enough collards and you'll have to come out and just get some damn collards. So I got collards and the whole way through the grocery store, I'm like, now do I have black eyed peas? I'm pretty sure. Yes, I've got black, all that. Do I have enough to make cornbread? Yes, yes, yes. You got so I was like doing. I was cooking a New Year's Day dinner in my head. Do I have? <laughs> yep, got that. Do I? Do we have any? It's crazy. That's crazy. I'm so glad you reminded me of that. I, I got me a little little hunk of um, streaky fat back. And is, I got is that what y'all called it? Hmm. Is that that's what y'all called it? We used to call it streaked meat. Streaked meat, and my my grandpa used to call it streaked chicken, even though of course it is not chicken. Streaked chicken. <laughs> streaked chicken. Okay. Yep. So I've got I've laid all of that in, um, and you know I'm sometimes I invite people over, but I just mm-hmm. think I just want to be home and eat me a meal in peace and clean it up and take a nap. I'm looking forward to it. I remember, do you know, there was a time when I was at your cottage for that night and there was a band jam. Oh, how nice. Okay, that night. And there was the next morning, they slept in the living room. And uh, so Selby and company stayed overnight and we all woke up at the same time and I remember that I I was walking into the kitchen to find some coffee or something and Selby was over at the window I think it was Selby was over at the uh, kitchen window and told me come here come here and I we quietly opened the back door and there was 50 turkey out there in the backyard. <laughs> I've never seen so many turkeys in, in, in one area confined like that, that where it wasn't a turkey farm. Oh my goodness. It was, we were slack jawed. We were so amazed and they just hung out and hung out. We woke everybody up and we all watched the turkeys and they say that, that's how your year is going to go. Whatever you're doing on New Year's Day, that's how your year will go. And did you spend all that year watching turkeys? Turkeys are good <laughs> luck. Turkeys are good luck. And turkeys also thinking, eat morels. Oh, bastards. And yeah. So that year I did not get any morels. None. It was the first time in a long, long time. I had no morels. I was just thinking about how, you know, we watch politics and that feels like it's done by turkeys. Mm-hmm. Well, or, we've been watched this show uh, on the 26th called Brain Dead. Okay. And it was about this invasion of these bugs from outer space that would climb in through your ear and eat part of your brain, but you still yeah. function. You know, you just walk through the world, but, you know, the insects had, were in there. 
it's a very long, complicated story, of course, but it was in Washington. So there'd be all these politicians that were walking around and bugs had eaten half their brains, but you couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> and for all you know, <laughs> that's the way it happened. That is still true. That could, in fact, have been a documentary and not just a show. Well, I have to say that I've watched more television in the last two days than I've watched in the last year. It's crazy, isn't it? It is. Seen, but seen anything good? Yeah. I don't seem good. Well, so I'm cheap, and, and I didn't want to pay for it myself, and I'd asked for a Netflix gift card. Mm -hmm. I, it's been years since I've had Netflix. I had it in the very beginning when it was 24 bucks a month, and they would mail you CDs or DVDs, excuse me. <laughs> And uh, anyway, I haven't had it in years, but there's a couple of things that I thought I might find there. And sure enough, I set it up and it's super easy now that everything is streaming and mm -hmm. I picked the plan and, you know, and um, I watched the first, what do they call it? The, the very first show in a series is called the, it's not really a trailer. It's some the, other the name. Premiere. Premiere episode of something called Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I was curious about it because it's made such a big deal of, you know, out there in, in the world. And so I have an opinion of it, which is it was really visually beautiful. And <laughs> there you go. It's no wonder everybody wants to be like Wednesday now. She's beautiful. She's well, well made up. And, you know, she's very perfect looking and totally cool and got those intense eyes and everything. But it's like, I'm not so sure that I'm, I'm not so sure about the rest of it. Let's just say. And I saw. Well, exactly. Cause I mean, for those of us of a certain age who were fans of both the cartoons mm -hmm. of the Adams family and that first TV show and yeah. movies and all that, it just, it didn't feel like the same family. And it wasn't that they looked a little bit different. That didn't bother me, but they just didn't feel the same. Right. And I, I actually saw no chemistry between Morticia and Gomez. None at all. None at all. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was kind of odd. Cause that's and I thought I thought he looked he looked the part from the mm -hmm. cartoon. Mm -hmm. But I, I just didn't think he was a very good actor. Mm -mm. And I've seen him in other stuff that I thought he was good in, but I just didn't well, think he was he, his acting was very good. Yeah, there was just something about about it that just didn't ring, just didn't sit right or something. Mm -hmm. But it was visually beautiful. It was. It was. <laughs> and, it wasn't and, the plot was pretty average. Yeah. We're at a school of weirdo magical people. Okay. Yeah. We've done that before, haven't we? Yeah, yes. I think maybe. <laughs> yeah. But so, these yeah. were all weirdo magical people that were wealthy, could afford a place like that. And so yeah. beautiful. That dorm room looked like it was the top of the Moulin Rouge somewhere, you yes. know, overlooking Paris or something. I mean, it was it was <laughs> it was different. And I watched the premiere of a show called uh, Grace and Frankie. Oh yes, I love that show. Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, unexpectedly funny. Yeah. <laughs> it yes. was one of those smart comedies. 
Yes. And then I went to bed and this morning <laughs> I got up and I watched about 15 minutes of the news and then I turned it on to the thing that I really wanted to watch, which was Fantastic Fungi. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. Have you seen it? Yes. I have not. I believe I and saw I've it been on Netflix. Uh, well, it came to the theater in Nashville. I wanted to see it so bad. And for, I guess probably COVID is the reason I didn't. I can't remember now, but wow is all I've got yes. to say. Man. So that's the story of how I've watched more TV. In the last, I can feel my brain melting just talking about it. <laughs> but hey, I've got a lot of rest. I didn't really... And I'm looking forward to, like, when I got home yesterday, it was like, oh, good. Then the work part is over of the holidays. And it's not like I had to do much, but, you know, my daughter works, basically works retail. And she was exhausted. So I didn't oh. want her to have to do anything. So mm -hmm. I did, I, I mean, they've got a dishwasher, but I don't know how to use it. So I just washed the dishes <laughs> and I did, I did almost all the cooking and I was perfectly happy with all that. But what that meant was that, you know, then I was still doing the holidays, still doing, still doing. Then I drove home yesterday and blessedly we're mountain water did not freeze. And blessedly, the water here at the house that I actually live in did not freeze. So grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then I made supper and washed the dishes and all the stuff that I do today back on the road again. So I'm I'm still missing. I'm missing some days to not do. And I don't know when that's going to happen. Mm. Well, when you say back on the road, you mean you're out doing work events and no just still you know just doing all the stuff you do active yeah keep a household running mm -hmm. though i was very happy about weird mountain because mm -hmm. the chairs did not fly off the porch in the wind so that was good we and didn't I have had much oh did we not because we had mm -hmm. big wind going up into the mountains and then once we were there oh that's good yeah, it was uh, it was it was something to be remembered. But luckily, we didn't have much wind. That's good. Yeah, and I had did. locked everything down out there. Um, I put a wool blanket over the back door because you Very know it's, it's like a sieve out there. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and I cranked the heat up, and I closed the French doors into the dining room. Very so smart. that all I was heating were the rooms that had water in them. And that worked. That was real smart. That was really smart. And boy, was it cold. Yep. Yep. I think, uh, I think your yard man actually put on a jacket. Oh, my Lord. Mm. It must have been cold. And yeah, it was zero. I woke up one morning maybe saturday morning or something i don't know it was one of the coldest nights and i woke up at 3 30 as i tend to do and <laughs> i looked at my weather app and it was zero zero Oof. degrees i was i don't remember the last time it was this cold for this long or you know? this early it seems like sometimes we have a 
have bitter cold in January or February. But oh, I don't right. remember being this cold this early for this long. But I mean, the climate's changing. Yeah. And we and we need to get used to this because it's more the norm. Inspired by you, as I believe I said in the last episode of this show, <laughs> um, I went ahead and scheduled my colonoscopy. Ooh. And I swear, they are so hysterical. Well, but you haven't set up your portal yet so that we can give you all. But you haven't done It's in February. <laughs> the damn thing's in February. And I've already done it once before. Okay. So, oh, my God. You, well, you've got to get this set up so we can send you this horrible stuff you've got to drink. You know what? <laughs> I think that will wait. I believe that can wait till after New Year's. Yes, I, I think it's going to work hysterical and want to get it done, but I'm not. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to go see my doctor. I was looking today in my um, on my device, and I've got all these little portals saved. And it's like, dang, I see a lot of doctors. <laughs> you know, but but I love being able to have a portal because I can go back and I can see what lab tests they did two years ago or something. Yes. We were talking about high white blood count with uh, my cancer doctor and he pulled up this graph that had it showed my white blood count for the last 20 years. Oh, and I love like, it. It took him 30 seconds, if that. To, to see and that he was able to see this long-term trend and blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like I knowledge is power as far as I'm concerned. Cause I, I don't, I don't trust any of the doctors except for him and he's retiring at the end of this year. So in a few days, um, oh. you know, I don't trust them to remember details about me. <laughs> I don't remember details about me and I'm me. So, <laughs> but right. if it's right. if it's in a place where I can access the information when I need it, that's a good thing. That's what I like. I remember hearing, and probably it was ten or fifteen years ago, they were talking about uh, the National Health Service in, in France, and yeah. they said, and the reason it is so smooth is because the doctor has a computer right in front of her, and she inputs all the information right then orders any kind of medications you need right then it doesn't go through two or three different middle people to get done. And then when the doctor closes the computer at the end of your session, all that stuff is filed where it needs to be. And there's not a backlog and there it is. And I just remember being so, why don't we do that? That's just, that just makes so much sense. And you just answered your own question. Why don't we do that? And the answer is because that makes so much sense. Exactly. But it was not more than a few years later that my primary care physician did. He does exactly that. That's so cool. Yep. When they do the intake, you know, they bring in do your blood pressure and all that. Um, And they've got the computer open and they put all that stuff in there. And then uh, he comes in and he logs in, I guess. And then. <clears throat> he he reviews. Have you had this? Have you had this shot? Have you done this? Have you done that? And he, you know, it's all there, and it just makes so much sense. So much sense. That does. Yeah, my my primary doesn't do that. They're still doing the whole making notes, and then somebody has to come in and transcribe it and all of that stuff. Yeah, and that's where mistakes get made. 
it's where mistakes get made, information gets lost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. If I have to find something to bitch about, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but really, I, I, I don't really have any complaints. This has been a low-key Christmas, and I appreciate that so much. I've worried about, you know, I feel bad for the animals because I know they're set up to deal with this cold, but it doesn't mean they don't feel it. Yeah, you know. So yeah. and the and the the trees and stuff, you know, they look so closed in. Just so like I've got a lot of rhododendrons over at my house. Oh yeah, boy, they are they are tight right now. Yeah. And the their leaves just look like tubes, just green yep. tubes because they're so closed in and it makes the wind sound different and you know, it just it's pretty harsh. We you can't really do much with that except say well hopefully one of these days it, it'll be really warm soon and these animals won't <laughs> even remember this you know it will I, not it will not be many months until we are complaining about how hot it is uh you're right it you're won't be right. long and may that happen <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good idea to just be aware of the world around you and if you have the resources to do it to go to the Goodwill and get yourself a nice wool sweater and have that. Because yeah. you may need that. You may not like it. You may go, oh, but I don't like wool. It's itchy. It's whatever. Well, Warm. put yourself a, a $2.50 turtleneck underneath it. Mm -hmm. And then you. I promise you, you'll be warm. True enough. My mother-in-law got an electric coat. What? Oh, my gosh. Tell me all about that. Well, she is one of those women who walks everywhere. Oh, not many like her. her left. She's a tiny little woman, and, you know, she's extremely healthy. But she walks in all kinds of weather. And she got an electric coat. It's a heated coat. It's got a, a battery that you recharge, and then you turn it on, and and you put the battery in this little pocket down there, and... It heats up your coat. <laughs> I love it. That is such a clever idea, like a like an electric blanket, except you wear it. Mm -hmm. I now I got my brother when he when they moved up north. I got him and his son and his wife uh, heated socks because <laughs> <laughs> they're he's cold idea. natured. He's cold natured. And then I got them this thing that you can put it in boiling water for just, you know, a few minutes. And then you put it in this little mitten thing and you put it in your pocket and it stays warm for eight or nine hours. Golly. <laughs> There's nothing like, you know, back in the, gosh, I guess it was the early 2000s. I went through a phase of five or six years where every night when the sun was starting to go down, after it would hit the zenith and it would start to go down, I would start getting cold. Oh. And I would, and nothing would warm me up. I was cold from the inside out. And I remember oh. that was a year that my, my sister-in-law made me a coat out of the super heavy-duty material. And I remember I would go to sleep and I'd put every blanket I could find on me and I and I'd go to bed fully clothed and I would still be freezing to death. Oh my gosh, what was it? Did you ever figure it out? No, we never figured it out. And one day it just quit happening. Huh. <laughs> Isn't that Curious. weird? 
the your inner is, thermostat wasn't working. It wasn't. It really wasn't. And now, now it's much more normal, you know, like it used to be. But I do remember that was awful. And come to think of it, when I went through the change, uh-huh. I never, not one time did I ever have a hot flash. Really? I've only had a hot flash one time in my life. And it was, no, twice. And both times were at the cottage. Huh. And one time I ended up in the hospital for 10 days because I caught uh, the flu. You oh, yeah. That? And then the other time is when I had COVID. But those yeah. are the only two times in my life I've ever had those hot flashes that women get. So huh. I don't know. I maybe def- have a deficit in something. Who knows? Or maybe you're still making enough estrogen. Who knows? Who knows? But I feel sorry for people who are going through that. You can't regulate your body temperature. Oh, terrible. Do you, do you have, are you, do you ever have issues like that? I do sometimes. Um, it always, I'm funny when the season changes, it always takes me a while to get used to it. And it'll, you know, it will have been 70 and then suddenly it's 55 and I'm like, oh, it just feels like sub-zero. I'm so cold. <laughs> but I just, you know, layers are the answer. Layers are always the answer. They are. You're not kidding. And I just layer up. Uh, but yeah. last week when it got cold here before we left town, I put, a, I've got an old-fashioned hot water bottle. And I just filled it up with hot water and put it where my feet go. And that was, mm-hmm. that was good. That's all I needed. And then I had my, you know, my good blanket on and some, a stout nightgown. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, and I almost but... always sleep in shoes, even shoes, I sleep in socks. I have oh, those fuzzy, fuzzy spa socks. Mm-hmm. And I sleep in those even in the summer. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're soft, aren't they? Mm, very soft. Well, was there a, do y'all do gifts? Oh, yes. In fact, I'm telling y'all right now, I got myself, I mean, I didn't, my husband got me a beautiful stainless steel stock pot. And I am boiling up a big old ham bone right now for stock. And I'm going to make a big old pot of soup. Mm. What kind? Split pea? No, I don't think so. I think it's just going to be like pork and vegetable and maybe some barley. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be pretty tasty. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, we took a a ham up for for the holidays, and I left the young ones all the nice sliced ham. It was one of those nice spiral sliced hams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I left them most of the slices, and I took all, all those little pieces that, don't quite get through the slicing machine right. Yeah. I took those pieces and the bone. I said, I'll I'll take this part thing. <laughs> yep. There you go. We had a ham as well. I know. I like I like ham at Christmas time. Yeah. I don't know why. I do too. Well we just had turkey at Thanksgiving, so I guess I'm not ready for turkey again. Shoot, I could eat turkey every day. But... Could you really? Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Every time I eat a turkey, that's one less morale that gets eaten. <laughs> yeah, except the turkeys that you're eating probably were never out free enough to eat a morale. Oh, you're right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> now I'm sad. 
you'd have to say that for if you sent your little nephew, your little nephew, your nephew out with a 22 and he got you a turkey during turkey season. <laughs> he brought the turkey last year. That's right. Was it part of the gift from work? Yes, it was. I love it when I love it when work does that. Yeah, a ham too. or a turkey. Or yeah, something. it's good. I tell you it's, right now, it'd be nice if work would give you a dozen eggs. Yeah, they're pretty pricey. <laughs> I had some lovely eggs. This gal came up and brought me some eggs from her chickens, and oh, they're just—it's so good to have homemade home eggs. Uh huh. And the homemade. yolks are so <laughs> rich, homemade. Home pooped out eggs. That's right. And, you know, they're the kind that you don't put them in the refrigerator or else it'll mess them up. But yeah, they, they just taste better. They really they do. do. And I don't think it's my imagination. And I swear, last week, I wasn't laughing exactly, but I was fascinated watching all my friends who have chickens, mm -hmm. what they were doing to keep the chickens warm when it got so oh. cold. And at yeah. least two of them had these back porches that they had put plastic around them mm -hmm. so that they would be, you know, fairly warm. And they just brought the chickens onto the porch. <laughs> That's it smart. Was great. It was great seeing how they, uh, how they worked it out. It was, but there were a lot time. of, uh, a lot of backyard chickens living on back porches last week. Yep. I'm sure of that. <laughs> At least it's in progress. Well, progress, I guess that's important. I don't know. I'm in one of those moods today. Everything is. A, so tell me a, this. What? Do you do uh, New Year's resolutions? <laughs> I have in the past. I feel like it's not a bad idea to challenge yourself. I mean, sometimes I do. But usually it's something that I feel like I want to do anyway. And it's not because of the time of year. And so that just makes a good demarcation point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I used to pressure that. myself about things like that. Yeah. Hmm. What about you? Oh, I, I do kind of resolutions all year long about mm -hmm. doing something different or doing something more, or doing something other. So I don't particularly do something at the beginning of the calendar year. Mm -hmm. But I, I've got to get more exercise. And I've already started doing that a little bit. Start, I've reclaimed my Tai Chi practice, which I haven't really done with any kind of faithfulness in, uh, golly, months and months. So, and I'm, I'm going to <clears throat> get out this house and just walk around the neighborhood. Smart. Exercise. Mm -hmm. Smart. That's exercise and it counts. You don't yeah. have to lift weights and, all, you know, join a gym and all that. It counts if you're doing more than you were doing. Yes, I think so, too. <clears throat> well, and I, I, I always feel good when I'm doing, you know, just taking a walk every day. Doesn't have to be a long walk either. Just enough to get out in out in the world, walking around, feeling the air, looking at the plants. It seems like this town of Asheville, I should say, has always had one or two residents that you would see all over town walking. Yes. Does that, you know what I'm talking about? Remember the woman with the Coke bottle? Yes. Oh, yes. Um, Geneva was her name. Oh, you knew her? Wow. What? 
uh, a friend of mine knew her and named her daughter after her. Wow. She walked with a Coke bottle, big two liter Coke bottle on top yeah. of her head. And but I don't know why. Well, they would give it to her over at the Coca-Cola bottling plant on Biltmore Avenue. I often go, saw her on Biltmore Avenue. Yeah, she'd go in and they give her, I think they gave it to her. That's what I recall. Wow. That's <clears throat> she pretty cool. That on top of her head. And I wonder why. No telling, but we all we all knew about her. Mm-hmm. And and somebody a few years after that, I guess, remember Brother Christopher? I don't know. He had uh, long dreadlocks and was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wasn't his name Christopher, Brother Christopher? I never knew. I yeah, you used to see him all over town. And Verado. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he did walk, didn't he? He walked, as far as I know. I, I, he always walked everywhere. And Verado and, uh, would always wear those white uh, robe. That oh, he, yeah, that's right. That's right. And the, and, the uh, white hair. And our friend, our friend Antigua used to walk everywhere. Hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen her out walking that I remember. Huh. That's interesting. Did she, she always, look, no, she didn't always live in Asheville. No, uh, she lived up I want to say Michigan, like Mm -hmm. in, no, maybe Minneapolis. So maybe Minnesota. She lived up there for a long time. I I think she was from here or her family was from here originally. I I told you I had that dream with her in it, didn't I? No, I don't think so. Hmm. It was a dream where I saw her and I saw her as, as a younger person walking in town, but I knew it was her. Uh, How nice. Well, today is the anniversary of her death, apparently. Oh, okay. Somebody posted that today. Hmm. That may be why her name came to mind today or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. She's in the zeitgeist. Mm-hmm. Well, girl, I am knitting a scarf while we're talking. So I'm I'm doing three things. I thought you were done with the knitting projects. Oh, I'm never done with knitting. Um, So... I was, uh, I'm doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm also making some uh, ham soup and mm-hmm. I'm knitting a scarf that has this variegated color in it that's kind of green and brown and beige and also this golden color. And I swear it looks just like homemade butterscotch pudding. Mmm. Mmm, looks yummy. That sounds wonderful. Well, let me see. I'm, uh, I'm doing a podcast and... I'm eating some cinnamon pecans. Oh, yummy. And uh, let me think. And I'm looking around. <laughs> <laughs> make yes, it, I'm getting I too make... can multitask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> getting ready to make a resolution. That's <laughs> right. That's what I, I need to do some laundry, but I kind of don't want to. I mean, I, they've told us not to do any more water than we have to do. Well, um, yeah, I'd love guess, to do some laundry and I'd love to take a very hot shower, but I reckon I won't. Mm. I'll be a good citizen. This is the most serious uh, water outage that I've ever seen us have. Did you know that? Can you um, recall one that was more serious? 
Well, it's hard for me to judge because this one doesn't affect me. I mean, uh, except that I'd like to take a long, hot shower. Um, but there have been some in the past that have affected me, so I guess they seem more... They seem more because I was directly affected. That make, doesn't make me sound like a very nice person, does it? No, it just that's just the way it is. You're, it's easier to remember something that affected you directly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and but, you know, and when I was younger, our, and I've I've talked about this before. The we were at the very end of the holler with the water, mm-hmm. and so it. You know, if if everybody else was using water, we didn't get much water. And then the water lines themselves were not buried very deep. So and it didn't take a whole lot of cold weather to freeze them so that then we would be either trying to thaw out the pipes or we'd be going down. There was a wonderful old spring in the neighborhood and we'd be going down there with, you know, milk jugs and big old pots and stuff to bring water back. So, you know, water just seems, it seems so easy now compared to those days. And and I never stopped being grateful. I never stopped being grateful for being able to turn on a faucet and water comes out of it. And from what I understand, the water around here is fairly clean compared to, you know, Flint, Michigan, somewhere in, uh, in yeah. Calcutta. Etc. Yeah, we have we have pretty good water here. We do, but it does still taste chemically. Well, because they process it to get mm-hmm. anything out of it that's going to make people sick, I guess. So yeah. then we have fluoride, which they you know they they did that they said for the little youngins' teeth, but didn't help me, did it? I remember the story, some stories about wartime and water. And that had a big effect on me as far as, you know, what the way that I thought about water. But there was a some kinfolk somewhere down the line who had a grist mill or a mill. And it mm. ran with a, in a, through a creek was the thing that would power it. Yeah. And I guess someone, and I don't know which side, if it was the, the north side or the south side, once some army poisoned that water by putting a rotting body in the water and then let the water go down river towards the townspeople. And I guess people got sick, very sick. Water was a weapon back then. I'm sure it still is. Yes. Well, humans, we are very clever in how we weaponize everything around us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. And we're very stupid about how we ensure the planet's health, aren't we? Yes. Yes. I mean, I I almost have nothing else to say about it, but yes. Because we don't, you know, we don't care. There was, (laughs) all right, this is very judgy, but as you know, I don't care about judging because it's not part of my religion not to judge people. So (laughs) there's a woman on TV today who I believe lived in Biltmore Forest. Okay. And she had bought up, you know, a whole bunch of water, but it was individual, you know, the, what is it? 16 ounce bottles of water. Yeah. And maybe that was the only thing she could get. She was flushing her toilet with that water. Oh man. And I thought somebody needs to knock a knot in your head, lady. Wow. Mm. 
because I'm sure she never thought she would be without water. Oh, so she didn't think to do the things that people like us do, which is fill the bathtub up with water so you can flush the toilet. Right. Fill up all the pots and pans with water so you got some potable water when the water goes out. It just made me, it just, it didn't make me mad, actually. It just seemed exactly right. That's exactly how people do. So it, it I'm just, gonna carry, I'm gonna flush have to flush my toilet. I can't just leave all that pee in there. Oh no! Oh, no. I gotta flush my toilet every time, and I've <laughs> just got to use whatever water I can get. And so this is what I got. I guess she would use you know some kind of fancy ass imported mineral water if she <laughs> had to to flush her damn toilet. What she could yes. do is, if it's yellow, let it mellow. That's right. Don't flush it down until it's brown. <laughs> yep. Boy, you, you dated yourself, okay? Boy, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Because I, I knew exactly what you were saying. <laughs> I just think we are careless. And we are so, so many people are so self-focused on what their uh, requirements are. Mm -hmm. And not what their needs are, mm -hmm. but what their desires are. And keep maintaining their lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, they're the ones that are just scared to death that somebody's going to come and take something of theirs. Yeah. Fear-based thinking. Yep. Gimme, gimme. It's got to be mine. That's fear-based thinking. <laughs> Absolutely. That there's not enough. There's not enough. There's not enough. But by golly, I'm going to get mine because I deserve mm -hmm. it. That <laughs> is. Ooh. On some level, I deserve that. Okay. I Yeah, I see that. Oh, it just, uh, yeah. Go ahead, preach it. <laughs> be a, be judgy about it. I don't yeah, care. I tell you, I'm I'm tired of preaching it. I've been preaching this for twenty right. damn years longer, mm. and I'm just tired of it. If people are not going to have the what is, I don't even know what it is. The humanity to think about other people, and I just, I'm this is all y'all hearing me be speechless. I don't have anything else to say about it. Well, there's nothing you can say that's going to fix it, I don't think. Nope. I mean, it's not going to hurt to give your opinion about stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I really believe that the human race, we have some really, a few really good folks. But we have the majority of us are just kind of medium. And when it comes to things like important things, like the future of the planet and the species and stuff, we, we can't really afford to have a lot of people who are in the middle and moderate. Because, you know, that is oh. the way of madness. Because it just, it, it just legislate and time goes by and nothing happens. Yes. <laughs> yep. Because that's the kind of thing you can't legislate empathy and compassion. Right. And, and correct action. You just made me light incense. I'm like, oh, I gotta light some incense now. We're we're in the subject matter. My brain All has right. been going to this stuff lately. Too much. Well, okay. I'm um I'm gonna continue with my uh uh my lamentation. How's that? How Whoa. old testament is that? I'm gonna continue my lamentation by <laughs> saying that normally uh in years past I have had apple trees on my property <coughs> and um, on the, on 12th night, which happens in January, 
I will go out either alone or with family or friends and we will wassail the apple trees Mm -hmm. and we will sing to them and dance around them and pour cider on their roots and all this other stuff. And that's, it's an old, old tradition. Uh, Wassail is uh, developed from two, uh, I believe, Saxon words that mean uh, good health, was hail, have health. Um, and we did that, but my last apple tree died this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't I'm, I don't know who to wassail. I could go wassail the elderberries. Yeah. Uh, but I don't, or wassail the raspberries, but I don't have any apple trees. And I'm feeling very sad about that. Yeah. Well, you can plant one. Not now, I can't. That's true. Not in time for Twelfth Night, I can't. So I guess I could. I guess I go down to Henderson County, where all the apple trees are. Mm -hmm. Actually, there's apple trees, different places. uh, You know, there are a couple of really good organizations around here that plant trees. I could find me some apple trees. Yeah, you can plant. You can wassail the ground that the other apple tree was on. And I so could, and I could waffle the other apple tree because it fell down, but we kept it. Yeah, you could. Yep, so I could waffle where it was, I guess. But I'm feeling a little bit sad about that. Yeah, that is a little sad. But it does inspire me to plant some apple trees at the at Weird Mountain. And I, I did go, but they didn't take. Mm. And plant another one here. I love I, apple I, trees. I love apple trees. I love what me they do so much. I remember, I guess it would have been, I don't know, October-ish, uh, maybe the beginning of October. I was driving up in Hendersonville towards my house, and there was a yard that had, it was kind of an open backyard, and I could see it. My The road drove right beside it, and there was one apple tree that had been full of apples, but there was a little bit past the, the good season for them. And I saw two deer just just right there, just eating apples right off the tree. And I just thought, oh, <laughs> so beautiful. You can see a uh-huh. lot of that in Hendersonville. It's so, oh, well, maybe I better not say that out loud. No, you can't, really. You don't see that. That's apple country down there. It is. We have good apples. And so I had a friend who came down here from Virginia, and she tried to school me in apple culture. She was like, well. You know, it's okay. That's fine. I've never been to apple orchard. That's fine. That's <laughs> right. I've never been to an apple orchard or eaten an apple or any of that. That's, That's all right. right. I just lived in a town that has an apple festival, for, you know, yeah. because that a million that, people come to. Yeah, <clears throat> it's not There's as a, bad as as Belcher, but it's it's getting pretty no, bad. but it's still a big old festival. It is a big festival, and it's getting pretty bad. It, it, it will never be as out of control as Bell Share, though, because they don't allow alcohol. Mm-hmm. And that That's makes why. all the difference. Yeah, that makes all the difference. They have, there they, is a, there's a wonderful old expression of teaching your grandmother to suck eggs. And that's, <laughs> and that's we use that when, uh, when people are uh, splaining something yeah. that you already know more about You've already forgotten more about than they know. And then you say, oh, yeah, you're just teaching your grandmother to suck eggs. And <laughs> I, I get weary of it, though. I get just weary. 
as this sweet little young and on Twitter and she was oh well how can how can our pagan communities come together and do whatever and I said well I mean we did I can yeah. I can tell you how that was done uh, but no they weren't interested in hearing how it was done they just wanted to lament here we go for more lamentations oh they just wanted to lament how lonely they felt and Oh, if only they had a community of like-minded people. And I'm like, well, I mean, you can do that. You can make one of those. Well, yeah. Oh, but, oh whoa, whoa, it's me. Yes. So I just went, huh. well, okay. You'll, you'll figure it out, though. You're smart. Yeah. Put one foot in front of the other. That's what <laughs> it, when you said that, I was thinking, well, you just do it. And soon you do it. Now the door, oh, oh. And that yeah, was a... Um, there's, a, there's a thing tonight, uh, an online Zoom that I hope to be part of, talking about elder care in the pagan community. Ooh. And people, you know, they're all like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I was like, well, we've been kicking this can down the road for 25 years that I know of. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about it, but maybe we won't. We'll because we're going to be too busy arguing points of protocol. Yeah. And arguing about who is and who isn't and all yeah. of that. And then we just, you know, and, and poor mouthing. Well, but you know how poor our community is. You know how it is. I know little tiny communities up in the mountains that keep a church running. Now, yeah. they, they, they ain't paying the preacher much, but they're probably giving, making sure preachers got gas money and, you know, ham dinner on Sunday. And but, a place to live. And, and a place to live. Difference. And they, they don't have any more money than we do. Well but they have they have a commitment. Yeah. And they believe I, that that's important. We could do that and we do to a certain extent, but it's not as ingrained into our society as as the one you just described is. But there's no. we could certainly do and, and the thing that I've noticed about the pagan community, maybe it's just because I'm lucky to run around with a good group of people or be around a good group of people, but they do dig in and take care of each other for the most part. It's not, really? it's not any big. Care? Yes, I have. <laughs> most certainly. <laughs> well, I think, I think we kind of half ass to do that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, is that because well, it's not been formalized? Well, no, I mean, I look at, Mother Grove Goddess Temple, and we've got a little bitty food pantry. Yeah. Now, we can make that a big food pantry if we would just organize it and coordinate volunteers. And by God, if we were a bunch of Southern Baptists, we'd already done that. Yeah. And I've always wondered, or not that it's been a burning question on my mind, okay, but in the past I have wondered what would happen if you trained your parishioners to go through their food every time they went to the grocery store and, and get rid of the stuff that they might not want and so on and so forth and just kind of use it as a, as one way to tithe and just do it all the time instead of just every now and then when there's a call. Right. So, right. You know, if I, if I could just remember to check my, to check the refrigerator, check the refrigerator, check the, the cans, pick, pick up a couple of little things every week, maybe. I might not be able to afford much, but, you know, you can still get a can of beans for 50 cents. You can still get a jar of peanut butter for under $5, I hope. Yeah. 
uh, and we we are so blessed because over at Astral Raven and Crone, they take donations all the time for us, food donations, and that's that's wonderful. So, um, and we really have um, we have a wonderful community that that gives. It really does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. You're right. That we have trained ourselves and each other to to do that much, and that's a good thing. Well, yeah, and and you can continue to train people or go out and, you know, I'm not saying we need to proselytize or anything, but when if you are good out there in the community and you're a good example, that's that's its own kind of advertisement, you know? Yeah, and that's huge, too, to walk your talk. Yeah, it is. There's huge. plenty of people that don't do that, and I'm not just talking <laughs> about my community. No, I, I, I specifically was not talking about your community. Well, while while I'm on the subject of lamentations, have you heard about that guy that got elected to the Senate, I think? And he just lied about everything. Yeah. And now he's saying, well, he didn't say he was a Jew. He said he was Jewish. Oh, my God. Is this a joke? Yeah, it's a joke. (laughs) Is it a joke? It is, isn't it? We have sunk to such a low place politically that something like this can actually happen and not really surprise most of us because we've seen worse. Exactly. And it doesn't, not only does it not surprise us, but we're so concerned with people under five feet of snow in Buffalo and people with no heat in Texas because the damn grids collapsed again. Again. Yeah. And no water in Western parts of Western North Carolina. That it's like, oh, another line politician. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess what do we expect? To him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Apparently in politics, you can just lie your big behind off and nobody uh, cares. I'm, I'm sure that it must have evidently been that way all along, but it didn't seem so out in the open. It didn't seem so, so uh, extreme. Yes, is the I word agree. I'm trying to use, and and I really do think that there's a place in the world, and especially politics. If you're working for the people, your life has to be transparent, warts and all. Yes, be- I do too. And, you know, I believe that the American public will forgive a lot of things if they don't matter. But what I'm sad to see is that we're just forgiving everything if they're in the party that we want to win. Yes, that's ridiculous. And there's there's also the thing that America always does, and it's in some ways it's good, but in most ways it's not, is that we refuse to look in the rearview mirror. It's like, yeah. oh, well, that happened, but we're just going to let it go and move on. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we don't need to learn anything. Need to do, <laughs> yeah, sometimes what you need to do is to evaluate the shit show that just was presented in front of you and go, how do we make sure that doesn't happen again? Yeah. I I hope that we are doing that right now, but at this late time in in the administration, I don't know. I don't know if I have any faith in any of it anymore. Nope. I wish I did, but I don't. Yeah. So I still, I still have enough expectation to get riled up every now and then, but not, not like I used to. I'm, I'm worn down by it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just focused, I guess, just like I was complaining about earlier. I'm focused on taking care of the place around me. 
the yeah. people around me, the place. It's the thing I talk about all the time about you grieve globally, but you act mm-hmm. locally. So if there's a way I can support somebody in my, and, and my community is not just my neighborhood because my, everybody in my neighborhood's pretty darn well off. Yeah. They're, they're not hungry. And well, I don't think they are. If they are, I don't know about it. But to look around the community and see who's doing the work, you know, I, yeah. I love Amy Cantrell and those folks at Beloved. Mm-hmm. I just love them. And if I got extra money, I'll slip it to them every time there because they're out there doing the work. There's so many of them that I see that, and they're not doing it for any kind of glory. They're just no. doing it because you can't let this happen and you can't let that happen. I've caught myself every now and then. That's why I'll do certain work. It's because, well, yeah. damn, nobody else is going to. You know, I'll go into it begrudgingly and I'll do it and then I'll feel better about it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is the griping yeah. episode. So <laughs> I know. The, the episode of the Lamentations. Lamentations. Are you? Are, we should write the book of weird someday, or you should write it. <laughs> or weird, lam, weird lamentations. <laughs> that would be the one of the books, one of the chapters in there. The other one would be call that like like a bird call. Uh huh. So, oh hey, I saw a or I met a bird today that was making the coolest little sound. It was a crow. He was he or she was on the ground. Uh, about 30 feet away from me, just kind of walking around and going like that. Ooh. And it was a crow. Huh. And uh, so I said, oh, hello, how are you? And then I kind of went like that to get his attention. Or And then it looked at me and it kind of made that noise again. And I said, well, l- let me go get you something. And I went and I found a piece of ham don't tell mom and, and i broke it <laughs> and i broke it up into some pieces and tossed it out there it wasn't scared of me and it ate it right away so i'm wondering if it was just really hungry i've, or I've never heard a sound like that before well generally you don't see crows just walking around on the ground or i don't no. i don't at this area where i'm at um unless they're looking for food. So, but I've never seen one that made that sound before. It just, it almost was, I don't know. I just have never heard it before. I'll probably at some point get on the internet and try and figure it out. Um, do you have that app on your phone, Merlin? Uh-uh. What is it? Because with Merlin, you can, if you've got a bird making sounds, you can hold the app up and it'll tell you what kind of bird. But also also you can look up birds, like you can look up crows, and it will play you a whole bunch of different crow sounds. Well, that's cool. Uh, Merlin. My friend uh, Charlene Suggs turned me on to it and helped me put it on my phone. Yeah, it's cool. It's called Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N. Looking for it right now. Merlin Bird ID. Well, you know, that's just like um, Shazam for music. Have you ever? Have oh, you ever yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Merlin Bird ID by Cornell Lab. Yep. Very cool. It's, Thank you for telling me that. It's very nice. I like it a lot. <laughs> I've, I've looked for something like that for a while. That's very cool. You know, they make one or several, I should say, that will do that with plants. 
and I've used a it. Plant ID. Yep. Yeah, but I've looked at two or three of those, and and I haven't found one yet that's that's really as accurate as I would as I would want it to be. Yeah, Google the Google one seems to me like it was pretty accurate, but but it was a fleeting fascination. I used it for a while, and then I kind of forgot about it. So anyway, um, well, so is today your first full day back? I guess yes. Yes. So yeah, you're gonna already going to be cooking, I guess, or you're, are you going to live yeah, on your Yeah, I'm, I'm making some ham bone soup right That's now. Um, yeah, I got back late. Well, no, like middle of the afternoon yesterday. Mm-hmm. But then I had to run down and, you know, run to Weird Mountain and all that. Uh, okay. But yeah, first full day back. Well, I don't know what I'm going to cook. I, I may not cook anything because I just don't don't really feel much like it. I think I might just heat up some something that's already there i've got some that's chicken a good idea. yeah and just just not pressure myself about it i love that yeah it can happen every now and then i can do the right thing like that and not pressure myself <laughs> we're gonna have to have a new i got notified last week that uh we're gonna have to up update slash completely change is what it actually means our website for the podcast so I'm going to be working on that for the next few days, I'd say. Well, I've got to be honest with you. I didn't know we had a website. Um, yeah, we do. It's Weird sure. Mountain. We've got domains and websites and emails. But it's uh, it's the, the one that we use as our website is the one that has to change. And it's the one on Podbean where the, web, uh, where the podcast oh. is hosted. Yes, got it, got it. So you can go oh. to weirdmountaingals.podbean.com. And yeah. that shows you our website. And previously, or and right now, actually, if you do that, it, you'll see that little yellow uh, bumper, bumper uh, what is that called? Tag. Weird mm-hmm. Mountain Gals. And I think, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be changing the look of it completely. I don't know. It depends. Sometimes it's a creative thing and sometimes it's just, a, okay, let's make this work. Because I'm yeah. more... I'm more interested in the podcast not holding anybody up because there's nothing more frustrating than that. So, and at this well, point, we've been I, doing this for a while. I would also be interested to see from our listeners if they would like m- more of a real website presence than that. Yeah, or does social media do that for them? I in my I think that social media does it pretty well. Like I really haven't felt pressured to reinvent the wheel because of Facebook already exists. If anything, I would think a Pinterest page might be in order. I'm not really interested in TikTok. Unfortunately, I don't hate TikTok, but I'm not really interested in it. But mm-hmm. I, I love Pinterest. And I think that there, there'd be a, a good audience for someone like, like you and me on Pinterest. So probably Pinterest and who knows what y'all tell us. What do you think? This is a time of change. It's going to happen whether we want it to or not. So yeah. is, uh, do you have so, any requests? Yeah, that would be great. And let us know things you'd like to see that we're not doing or things we're doing that you don't ever want us to ever do again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, you know, if you want me to quit talking about my bursitis. 
<laughs> then let me know and I'll quit talking about my us compare, us comparing our colonoscopies. <laughs> How exciting is that for people? Lord, I'm we can always you. read our lab results or something. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I'm, we're starting to sound like Paul Harvey. Oh, um, well, you know. Well, he had a huge audience. <laughs> Anyway, and well, that's the rest of, of the story. Yes, I I told you that Paul Harvey story that I have, where he was talking about the worst drivers in the United States, and I was sitting in a in a line at the bank or somewhere, and he was talking about Hendersonville, the town I was in, and I look up and I see a car damn near hit another car right in front of me while he's talking about that. So it was a surreal moment. Well, okay, I'm going to tell a car story, too. Um, so we went up into the high country towards Boone yeah. on, fri on Friday. So yeah. the roads down here, of course, are clear as they can be. Just clear. It's cold, but they're clear. So I decide rather than, because the way I normally get to Boone is I go up 1923 past Burnsville, Spruce Pine. I go up that treacherous little windy three-mile road yeah. to 221 and go on up that way. Yeah. So I, I decided, well, this time we're going to be a little more sensible. We're going to take bigger roads because if they were, you know, iced over or snowed over, they probably would have the plow out by then. So the plan was to go down 40 to 321. Okay. And 321 takes you right into Boone. It's a pretty decent sized road and it goes through um, uh, Blowing Rock, which is a very wealthy community. So I thought that eh, will be good. That'll do it. Well, damn, if that GPS didn't take me right to 221. Oh. So we are going up the mountain, and and I said to Joe, so when do we get over on 321? He said, well, I think right ahead, just, just ahead. And then we passed Famous Louise's on the left. Oh, my. And I, and I went, son of a gun. And he said, okay, we're going to take a right here. And I yeah. went, we're going to take a run on 108. Are you crazy? But we did. And that's that little windy road that, oh, maybe the first curve into it, you go up to Wiseman's View. It's that yeah. little road. And it was icy and covered in snow. And I, I was bet it was. This, this is exactly what I did not want to do. Uh. So then we get back off 108, I believe is what that was. And then we're yeah. on. I don't even remember. Was it 105? It, it it put us on 221 again, and then I think 105, which is that road that goes into Boone. And damned if that thing wasn't ice and snow, because because it doesn't get any sunshine, you know. And so here I am, white knuckling it. This is exactly what I did not want to do. And I was just like, well, what the hell? I guess we'll get to Boone, or we won't. And by God, we did. <laughs> Man. It was just one of those situations, and we got to the intersection where you can go off to the left to go skiing, or you go off to the right, and it takes you to grandfather. Yeah. And, and the light was red, and we just, well, I just white-knuckled it up that hill, and the light turned red, and I thought, all right, son of a bitch, I'm going to have to stop here at the light, but it'll be fine, because it'll, it'll it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine. And somebody that was in the lane beside me decided they weren't going to stop. And they just plowed right through the red light as somebody was going in the opposite oh direction. And within it, 
it had be within inches of almost being an accident. Wow. Are y'all, are y'all people just crazy? I mean, am I going to have to deal with bad weather and y'all people being just driving like jackasses? I guess I am. I was going to say, and you know, the answer to that is going to be yes. (laughs) Yes, you do actually. (laughs) So it wasn't, it wasn't as bad. I mean, I'm making a story out of it. It wasn't so bad. Just in a couple of places where I was like, Turn right on 108. Are you out of your mind? We can't do that. <laughs> That's exactly what I don't want to do. Well, well, well you, you you seem to do okay with it. I did. Okay. I've been driving these roads my whole life in ice and snow. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that. I don't like that. Was all Especially right. up through there. Man. No, no, no. It just reminded me that I'm alive. Well, I guess so. <laughs> Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have, so I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Many thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. W-Y-R-D Mountain Gals.